This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. When it comes to Sooner Softball, long story short, is over. Three-peat like Michael Jordan in the 90s. Three-peat like Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. You have got to love it. Wow. I'm at a loss for words. In 2016, we was really talking about this team not making it out of the super regions. They go on to make a magical run. Then they go back to back the next year. And then in 2018, they had a really good team. They choked. 2019, once again, really good team. Choked. And in 2021, they broke hella records, but they lost four games. 2022, didn't think they could top that. 2022, once again, broke hella records, lost three games. I definitely didn't think they could top that because they were losing Jocelyn Allo. So I was like, nah, we not going to be as good. No way. Get some transfers in there and then... What do you know? I was right. They weren't going to top the 2022 team or the 2021 team. Psych, I lied. They did. They only lost one game. Unlike the 2021-2022 teams who just ridiculous amount of run production, set the records for home runs in the Women's College World Series, uh, had the most home runs by like, a hundred or maybe 20, something like that. It, it was a lot. It seemed like a hundred. Somehow this team, despite, you know, losing people to the to the transfer portal and losing Jocelyn Allo and, you know, also losing, um, also losing uh, Big G. Yeah. Uh, Giselle Juarez. We lost all this firepower. And yet still, they managed to break more records and win more games. <laughs> Bro, I cannot believe it, man. Um, 61 and 1, but unlike the other two teams, they weren't really, they were blowing people out, but they had a lot more close games than the 2021 2022 teams. But unlike those guys, they didn't lose. Every time it looked like they were going to lose. Every time they got down in the seventh inning, they came back and won. This team is not real. Like, bruh, they are so clutch. Anytime Jordy Ball needs a strikeout, anytime she needs an out, she gets it. Anytime we need a big hit, Kenzie Hansen comes through. Anytime we need a big hit, Tiara Jennings and Jada Coleman come through. That's why they all Americans. And even when the top of our line is struggling, then here comes Raleigh Boone and Grace Lyons. What an amazing group of young women. 61-1, and one, best softball season ever. And it's not like they were blowing, pe- blowing everybody out. They had a bunch of close games. They almost lost to Liberty. 
Stanford had them on the ropes twice. Bruh, I said that during the Stanford game, the both Stanford games, I said whoever wins this Stanford OU matchup is going to win the whole thing because Stanford had some really hot pitching and uh, Shardy that made the all-tournament team, she was hitting everything. Like, she was one of the only people on their offense doing anything. And that's all they needed. They one-hit Alabama, and they one-hit Oklahoma State. Was it Oklahoma State? No, it was Washington. They one-hit Alabama, and they one-hit Washington. They only gave up two hits in, in those games combined. And OU beat them. I'm so glad they got over the Najuri Kennedy hunt uh, hump. I'm so glad because if they didn't, well, they were because we got the better overall team and some machine of a freshman pitcher wasn't going to beat us. Nevertheless, I'm so happy. Three times in a row. Back to back. To back. Game over. And I think we get most of these guys back. Even if we don't. I'm sure we're bringing in some top recruits. I'm sure we're bringing in some key transfers. Every time I doubt that the team after the championship winning team is going to top what the last team did, they end up doing something better. I, I mean, come on. This team hasn't lost a game since like March. That is unreal. As close as these games have been, they always found a way. That's why every time they were down in the seventh inning, I just smiled and watched the magic happen. And that's how you end up 61-1. and That's how you end up being champions three times in a row. I can learn from them. In a heartwarming moment at the end of it, Patty Gasso being vulnerable, Jordy Ball being vulnerable, and then all the players came together in a big circle and they prayed. I love it. That's vicious. But congrats to OU Softball. Did it again. Making Sooner Nation proud. And the haters, the haters, is going to be a huge bandwagon of haters. Republic enemy number one. Then won three times in a row. They're going to hate. They're going to want parody. They're going to want the Women's College World Series move from Oklahoma to literally anywhere else. But I'm sitting here telling you right now that this wasn't a topic when UCLA and Arizona were winning all them titles. Oh, and also congrats to the Florida Panthers. They just they just won in overtime. Finally, thought they was going to get ran out of the series. But, you know, it looks like we got a series now. 2-1. Still think Vegas is going to win. But, hey, this is fine. This is fine. You know, makes it more interesting. Great win. I did make a joke on Instagram 
I was like, man, I got to go from celebrating OU softball to watching NHL hockey. Well, it's like going from that's like going from good barbecue to McDonald's. <laughs> but nah, I, I kind of played them though. But it just goes to show you that uh, even McDonald's slaps sometimes. <laughs> nah, nah, McDonald's always slaps. I'm I'm not gonna lie, it, it slaps too. But anyway. Yeah, that was the best game of the series and great nightcap to uh, the the OU game. And I wish I was watching it with my D.C. alumni at the brig. I couldn't. I would have been there. I would have been there. I would have been there if I wasn't out of town. But I am. Well, oh, well, guys, I catch you during football season. That's on everything I love. But yeah, Sooners, Champs, they are GOAT-level brand through and through. The principles of this brand, they definitely embody that. And Patty Gasso is right up there with the greats. She get one more title, she ties Mike Kendera from Arizona. It's definitely possible the way OU is recruiting the way we're winning, the type of program we're running, it, it's possible. Um, it's just, This is unbelievable, man. Five titles in seven years? Ever since I graduated from OU, we won five titles in seven years. And we were the nation's best team the two years we didn't win it. We just choked. So we could have easily won seven in a row. Well, six. So you got to throw out the, the season of COVID. But we could easily, we could easily won six titles in a row. We we've been that good, man. I love it, man. I love it. It is so good to be in Oklahoma sooner right now. Sooner magic, sooner magic. <laughs> it's too easy, man. It's too easy. Anyway, okay. The NBA final. Listen, man, I still think somehow, some way, okay, maybe it won't go seven. It's going to go six. Because so far, even though the Heat won game two, the Nuggets have been the better team the entire series. Three games so far, they've been the better team in all three games. They just choked in the first and the fourth quarter in the second game. Um, Bam out of bios, killing it. I don't know where this was in the Boston series, but, you know, he's killing it. But unfortunately, you know, his unreal numbers in game one and three just didn't matter. I mean, what happened in game three? Like, Jimmy Butler at 28, Bam out of bio had 20, 22 and 17. He had 22 and 17. But no one else really showed up. Max Struess had three points. Gabe Vincent only had seven. Duncan Robinson kind of did what he normally did, but it didn't matter. But speaking of Duncan Robinson, how about his game two performance in the fourth quarter? It kind of reminded me of um, Lonnie Walker, his fourth quarter performance versus the Warriors that time, just like it. And 
Duncan Robinson with the, with the meme mug after he uh, dunked the ball and caused the Nuggets to call call a timeout. Bro, I felt that one, bro. I felt that one. He, at that moment, Duncan Robinson was him. But then again, this series goes to show you that, first of all, Jokic is unstoppable. I mean, I mean, look at this stat line. 32-21-10. and 10. And it seems like he goes off every third quarter. They come out of halftime, Jokic just goes crazy. And he kind of put the rest that if you make him a scorer, then the Nuggets are less effective because he scored 32. He, he gave you everything. He scored, he passed, he hit the boards, and they still won. So Jokic is in-game. Jokic is... Thanos. Jokic is Howie Roseman in the draft, stacking up Georgia players. He stepped on the court. It's over. It, this is the it seems like this is the Nuggets year. But it's it's not gonna be seven. It's gonna be six because the heat will not go away. And that's that's why they, they've gotten so far. But man, they're gonna have to figure out how to get consistency from their role players because you know the games one and three they're non-existent it just it just can't happen Jamal Murray is just Jamal Murray in game three 34 10 and 10 like I noticed that in every nugget series so far Jamal Murray he's been good the whole playoffs but he always has a game or two where he just goes nuclear. It's nothing like the bubble, like when he was just losing his mind. But he has those games where he just goes off. Even in game two, he was just okay. But but he hit two big threes down the stretch and almost like brought them back completely. And we can be talking about 3-0 right now. Listen, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch game four. I want to see if uh, Bam Adebayo dunks on Jokic again because that was crazy. Hey, yo, that put back, that put back by, uh, by Bam dunking on Jokic, unreal. Just, just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Oh, and Max, Max Struess, four threes in the first quarter. That's what I'm talking about. Just up and down, up and down. But he's that type of player because all he does is mostly shoot. You know what I'm saying? He don't He don't really drive the basket. He don't really drive and kick. He don't really go to the free throw line. So you're going to have this up and down you're going to have these up and down performances from Max Struess. But you kind of need less of that from your role players. I mean, come on. Every starter had at least 20 except Kevin Love in game 2. See that that's what you need. That's what you need. That's when the um Heat have been successful when their role players step up and have big games. And I don't know what they're doing right now. 
They got to get it together. From game four on, you need at least two of those guys between Gabe Vincent, Struess, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin, this is not a Caleb Martin series. I can see that right now. Three straight games, he's been pedestrian. This isn't a Caleb Martin series. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But it's not a Caleb Martin series. But Gabe Vincent has done great. You get Kyle Lowry going. Duncan Robinson's been scoring double digits. I don't even know if you need to bring back Tyler Hero. The other guys got it. But, you know, maybe if you're down 3-1 and say if you are down 3-1 and you, you need a jolt on offense, maybe maybe bring Tyler Hero out. It doesn't look like he's playing game four. But it seemed like he's close. You got to get him in there if you're struggling and the series is slipping away from you. You, you got to consider it. Because, like, they're having a tough time. Okay. They're having a tough time. It's just... um. Oh, Aaron Gordon had 11, 10, and 5 in game three. Yeah, Aaron Gordon is an underrated piece on that team, too. Like, he he's like, he's a stretch four type. Him and Jokic, they can play at the perimeter. They can play inside. Aaron Gordon is still really athletic. And he can hit threes. It just makes the team much more dangerous. Can't wait for game four. Can't wait. I will be watching. Um, I'm currently in the central time zone, so it's a little bit earlier for me, but I'm going to catch it. I promise you. Believe that. I'm going to catch it. Anyway, man, um, what we got next? The Nats. Oh, boy. The Nats, well, they're kind of coming back to earth, you know? They're kind of coming back to where we kind of expected them to be. They're on kind of a slump right now. I mean, the fact that they won all these games so far has been spectacular because this is supposed to be another rebuild year. Yet, they're winning all these games. They almost blew a 6-0 lead against the Phillies, and they beat the Dodgers like... Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Then they, I did go to the Nationals and Phillies on June 3rd. That was a very winnable game. And what really hurts me is that the players that had the big RBIs were former Nats like two years ago. Josh Harrison, Trey Turner had big hits against the Nats. And then, and then guess what? And then this ain't even the cherry on top. On Sunday, the series finale, Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs. He's hitting home runs in June again, but it's not for the nap. What? Game over. I'm sick. I can't believe it. See what happens when you have four Nats on one team. Even Bryce Harper, even Bryce Harper scored. I'm just looking at this like, these guys were gnats. 
and we were good. And I'm like, what would have happened if we had a better record going into the All-Star break and we didn't get swept by the Orioles, who are, by the way, 38 and 24? Yeah, fortunes have flipped in the last two to three years. See, that's how you do a rebuild, see? They're cooking now, and we still in rebuild mode. But anyway, what would have happened if we were better off then? Would we have sold off all these pieces? Would I be watching all these former Nats on rival teams? We'll never know. But it hurt, man. It hurt to watch those former Nats come to Nats Park and make big plays against the Nats. That game was in reach, man. We had runners on base. We kept the game close. Chad Cool didn't completely mess it up. It was right there for the taking, and we couldn't do it. And then to add the cherry on top, this ain't even cherry on top. This is just insult to injury. Pride night was on Tuesday, right? We lost. We lost 10 to 5. And then turn around the next day and lose again. Like the Diamondbacks are like the Orioles, you know, they, they're kind of in rebuild mode, but they're, they're winning games. Like their rebuild is moving along quickly. Just, just like the Orioles. And of course we lose to them. So, you know, just ho-hum. Still last in the uh, in Ellie's and the Phillies. You know what? We were tied with the Phillies, right? Then they played the Nationals. Got two games up off us. Then they swept the Tigers. Now, all of a sudden, five game winning streak. They're in third. <laughs> the Marlins are in second. <laughs> what is life right now? The Mets, I told you a long time ago that the Mets are mid. And they've lost six in a row. They are mid. I told you. And they're proving it. I love it. I love to see the Mets spend so much money, but yet be so mid. And you, you meaning the Mets, have to do what the Nats are doing now And eventually, you're going to have to rebuild. All those expensive veterans, you're going to have to get rid of them. And I can't wait. The downfall is coming. And and I'm going to be dancing. And I'm here to celebrate your downfall like OU winning the national championship. (laughs) Hey, man, I love it, man. Y'all are not fooling with us at all, bruh. Down the road, down the road. Because we're, listen, we're getting these young players. We're building them up. We're developing them. And then, oh, my God, we got the number two pick in the draft. Y'all done. It, we going to get one of these LSU kids, right? And you ain't going to be able to stop them. They coming for you. Because you're going to have God knows who on the field once you get rid of these veterans. And you're going to be in trouble. And we're going to pounce on y'all like we used to do when we had Bryce Harper. Get ready for the show. Because you got to go. You had your your window. 
you choked, and now you're going to watch the rise of the Nats again. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't think I'd be talking about the, the Mets in this segment, but I couldn't resist, man. They're the rivals, and they're struggling, and they're looking like some mid. Oh, man. Anyway, man, this is too much fun. Look at look at the Braves. The, oh, my God. The Mets really lost to the Braves 13 to 10. Pitching is non-existent. <laughs> oh, boy, y'all. Y'all are mid, bro. Get out of here. Y'all are not about it. Anyway, on to the next. Uh, Washington Spirit. The Washington Spirit finally disappointed me. The team I thought could do no wrong in my eyes. Because this is a women's soccer team that I just quickly fell in love with. I've been saying that I was going to go to a game for a long time. And then I finally go and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. I felt like, I felt like Peter on Family Guy when he discovered K-pop. He's like, what is this? And how do I make my life all about this? However, four spirit games I've been to, three of them ties. And you know what? This kind of like last year too. I didn't go to any games last year. However, they tied like 10 times. And they had a down season after winning the title in 2021. Great bounce back this year. Won a bunch of games near the top of the table, yet still tying all these games. And this one hurt the most because Louisville is kind of at the bottom, like not that far behind Washington Spirit and all the, the people at the top. Not that far behind, but still behind. And watching them play, watching these two teams play, it was clear that the Washington Spirit was the better team. Yet somehow, some way, we walk away from this with a tie, especially with, I don't know, eight shots. We, we had eight shots to their four in the first half. Trinity Rodman was running free. She even got, listen, when Trinity Rodman scored, it was like five, ten minutes into the game. Trinity Rodman scores. Eight shots in the first half, you supposed to take care of business. That that's it should be a wrap. They should be ran up out of DC. Yet you let them stick around, you let them stick around, then you get too aggressive in the box and you foul them. They kick a penalty shot, and of course they make it. Because it's very hard to defend penalties. And then just like that, game slip away. All those shots that hit off the post or just missed the top of the net. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just like, damn, if only one of those go in, we beat this team clearly better than this team. Clearly they couldn't do nothing with the Washington spirit yet still walk out of there with a tie. What's the name was all sides. Um, Trinity Rodman, 
almost went up 2-0. But Trent was all sides. Man, you got to be kidding me. Listen, we're really good at set pieces. That's how we scored against New York. We scored like twice on San Diego like that. We have a good one. I think it was Mateo or maybe even Ashley Sanchez. Might have been Hatchie. It might have been Hatchie who was wide open. Front of the goal. Header. Just miss. Then another one. The ball bounces around. The goalie is out of the net. Still didn't make it. What? I'm just looking like you can't be serious. And then to add to it, you had these teenagers in my section who they were just rooting for Louisville just to troll, and they were trolling hard. They just better be glad. The quote-unquote empty netter didn't go in because they would have been looking stupid. They would have been embarrassed. But they got away with it, and I'm sick. That's a game... You have got to have. But thank God there's a log jam up top and it doesn't hurt us too much that we tied with Louisville. Still think we should have won that game. And I, I'm de- I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I think it was, it was, it was pride night there as well. It, you know, I had a great setup, had a great presentation, had a good, good, halftime show, but couldn't get it done on the field and I was hurt. But you know, still my girls and I still believe they have the talent to win it all. You know, they got a great goalkeeper. Trinity Rodman is just a superwoman. They got very solid midfielders. They got one of the better defenders in the league, Sam Staub. Or she might be the best. I I don't know. Like, she's really good. But, you know, we got to take care of business, especially against teams like Louisville. But, you know, um, it's like midway through the season. Hey, maybe they'll stop playing around and take this table over and they'll be number one and then we go into the playoffs and just run through the playoffs. But that's wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking. Let's just see what happens. But for now... They got the tools to win it all. I just wish they quit playing around with inferior teams. That's all I ask. But I know not not everyone can be the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't know when the next time I'm going to. I don't know when the next time I'm going to a Washington Spirit game, but I will go to at least one or two more before the season is over. It's too much fun. And, you know, hopefully I can do another club section game because the food was like that and I ate literally like a king. But, yeah, man, gotta love it. Uh, Okay, the Mystics. The Mystics. Oh, boy. So the Mystics are looking kind of mid. Oh, man, that, that game against the Wings, I did end up going. And it was everything I could ever imagine and more. It was a little closer than I wanted it to be, but it, it came down to the to the final possession. Of course, Deladon saved our bacon again. She hit another big three. 
saved us from losing to Chicago, and once again saved us from losing to Dallas, which you had a double-digit lead, just like the Chicago game, but kind of let Satu, Satu Sabali go off. And Satu Sabali, like I said in my last show, she's like number five in scoring. Satu Sabali and Arike Gumbawale got a sick one-two punch. And there's a chance that um, one or both of them going to be all NBA, all WNBA. They, they'll probably be second team all in WNBA, but they are really good. Now, Arike, she kind of had an okay game. Like, she had an inefficient game. Like, we made her work, but Satusa Bali was, she was cooking, and she had a double-double. You know, uh, Dallas Wings went on their run. They had control, and then we we battled back from that and, you know, shut the door. Brittany Sykes missed a wide open layup that almost cost us the game. <laughs> You're supposed to put them away. She missed a wide open layup, but it, it all worked out in the end. We won by one, and it was a fun game. It's a shame I got to miss the big Brittany Griner game for the Mystics version of Pride Night. It's going to be lit. I, I would love to go. You know, uh, I heard tickets were through the roof, but I haven't seen, I have not seen the prices yet. They just say that. But you know, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to do a live look right now and see how much the Mystics and um, Mercury tickets cost. So here we go. Here we go. Because I know that game is going to be crazy. Brittany Griner. Mm. Okay, here we go. Ooh, these are Wizards versus Lakers type of prices. This is Wizards versus Warriors type of prices. Okay. So the cheapest ticket. Now, mind you, mind you, Mystics games start at like, I don't know, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. The cheapest ticket right now is 117. All because of Brittany Griner. For comparison, right? Let's go to Mystics and Sky. See, there you go. Cheapest ticket, 23 bucks. That's about right. The Brittany Griner effect is real. It's Pride Night, and everyone wants to see. Brittany Griner play basketball again after what she went through. Man, of course, this is going to be a sold out game. It's going to be a crazy crowd. It's going to be kind of like when Alex Morgan came to D.C. to play the spirit, except the tickets ain't going to be as expensive, except the tickets weren't as expensive as they are for this Mystics and Mercury game. The Mystics should win. They got the better team. But it's a great chance to see uh, Brittany Griner play. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to do it, man. It, it's, there, it's there for the taking. If I want to shell the cash, it's there for the taking. But I don't think I'm going to do it. But anyway, back to the Mystics and why I'm worried. Like, 
I'm still worried because right after they won that close one with the Wings, they lost to the Lynx. And that was the Lynx first win of the season. Damn! How embarrassing. Very embarrassing. And we were at home. I don't know what to make of this team. Three and three. I'm kind of disappointed. But at the end of the day, we got Deladon. We got Deladon. And a litany of veterans. So we may be kind of slow off the gates right now. But they're going to get it together. And they'll be right in the mix with the Aces. They finally lost. The Aces finally lost. They lost to the Sun. I guess the Sun are better than we thought they were. I guess they didn't need John Quell Jones because they're tied for the best record now, now that they've beaten the Aces. So, oh my God, this this is crazy. The Sun are literally a threat. They literally might break the stronghold on the league that the Aces and the Liberty have. This is going to be a good season. You know, it's going to be a good season. These WNBA games have been fire so far. A lot of close games. Uh, Seattle finally won. Uh, I got to get back to ESA and watch one of these games. But I still believe in this team. But they're going to have to get it together. We need more consistency from everyone not named Eladon. We just need more defense down the stretch. And just... Just more consistency. Just need more consistency all across the board. Because three and three with a team this talented and we haven't even played the Aces yet. And we haven't even played, I don't know, who else is really good? I mean, we played the Sun twice and we lost. We should have won one of them games. I don't care how good the Sun are. We should have won one of those games. We only played the Liberty once, and we played the Liberty at the beginning of the season. Like, we haven't even played them when they, like, got it all together yet. Like, that's crazy. Um, We don't have to get it together, man. This, this, I feel like this team is better than what they've been showing right now. And they can do it. I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for Deladon, this team could be one in five right now. But that's why you have a player like Deladon. Top five, top ten, whatever you want to say. She's up there. And thank God, because this team is loafing. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Still a dark horse to win the title, but... If they don't improve, they're going to get swept away by the Sun, the Aces, and the Liberty. Yeah, we beat the Liberty the first time, but once we get the playoff time, it's going to be tough to beat. They're going to be tough to beat, especially with Brianna Stewart going off. Now, Deladon did do a decent job on her when they played. Like, I didn't know Deladon could defend like that. She, she didn't do too bad against Brianna Stewart. But still... She's so good. Brianna Stewart's so good. She can she can overcome that. And we couldn't keep her off the boards. Like it we don't really want to see them in the playoffs the way we're playing right now. But let's see. Let's see how this season plays out. 
Still have to look out for the Dallas Wings because they're really talented. Uh, Atlanta and Indiana are rebuilding. I'm not too worried about them. The Sparks are, uh, they're not bad. They got a winning record, but uh, I don't see them as a threat. The Lynx are pretty much rebuilding. The Storm are rebuilding. It's the Jewel Lloyd show, and that's it. I mean, <laughs> I just named the four teams. That's one-third of the league. One-third of the league, we don't even have to really worry about. And then we're then you got the super teams, Aces and Liberty, and the, and the Sun that are really good. They're not a super team, but they're just a really good team. So, boom, that's seven teams. So then we're right there. So then we're right there with the Sparks, the Wings, the, um, man, the Sky, we're right, the, the Mercury, maybe. I mean, they haven't come out the gates well, but they got a pretty good, pretty talented veteran team, too. So we're going to have to look out for them. It's just, it's just going to be a fun season, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Okay, Chris Paul, they said Chris Paul got released, but then he, but then it turns out he was meeting with Suns, the Suns management about his future. It kind of makes sense. He was hurt a lot. He wasn't really that effective this season. It makes sense why they would want to move on and want to possibly find a trade partner for him. It's going to be hard. He's getting old. He's declining. It's going to be tough. But if he does get released, who could he end up being with? Would love to have him with the Wizards. Would love it. Would love it. He would bring us a short-term, a short-term stability at point guard for the Wizards, and I would love it. This could be the missing piece. I know we can't get it. We can't get everybody, but I would love to have Chris Paul. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on the Lakers. Wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back with the Clippers. Uh, it's just teams I'm throwing out there. Clearly, Chris Paul still has some years left. Even he said he wanted to play a few more years, even though he's like late 30s. This is interesting. It's getting interesting, man. And also, yeah, there's been some big releases this season, like DeAndre Hopkins got released. Dalvin Cook got released by the Vikings. He's rushed for a 1,000 yards almost every season he's been with them. It's just that I guess they didn't want to pay him. He's getting older. He gets hurt. I guess... They wanted to move on. Like, I, I get it. You know, they went 13 and 3. They went 13 and 3, mostly passing the ball. So I can see how they wouldn't want to pay a running back that much. Some of the teams he rumored to go to the Jets, the Dolphins, man, please don't go to the Cowboys. No, they got enough. They got enough. It's like, nah, it don't matter if you go to the Cowboys. You're still not going to beat the bird. And you better respect it. That's on everything I love. He goes to the bird. The D-line from the bird will eat him alive. Like he is some feed. (laughs) Like he is some worms. They're just going to eat him alive. 
I promise. You should just go to the AFC. Or maybe, you know it would be tight? If he got to play with his brother at in the Buffalo Bills. That would be so tight. I don't think it's going to happen. But that would be so cool if he was to join the Bills and play with his brother. Now, I don't know what you would do with Devin Singletary in that situation. But having the Cook brothers at running back for the Bills with all that firepower you got in a rocket arm of a quarterback, oh, boy. It's still going to be tough, though. It's still going to be tough. You're going to have a scrappy Patriots team. You got a talented Dolphins team. And you got a talented Jets team. Boy, that division is going to be the wild, wild rest. Or is it going to be a big disappointment like the AFC West trying to compete with uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Only time will tell. I can't wait to see it. But man, you know, some errors are entering. Uh, some errors are ending. The Dalvin Cook era is over. The Chris Paul era in Phoenix is just about over. DeAndre Hopkins done in Arizona. Like these teams trying to get younger and cheaper, man. That's the name of the game. Especially if they ain't winning titles. You might as well. <laughs> anyway, man. This has been a good show. Kind of an awkward show at times, but you know. I still have fun making these episodes. GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. It's Mr. Vampire. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.